Seven confident female mindset that drives guys wild. I'm Antje Boyd with Magnetize Your Man. And after being a dating coach for over 10 years, here's what I have seen. Number seven is I am more than who I perceive myself to be. Okay, quick backstory here. When I attracted my husband, Brody, he was like basically everything on my list. Now, the problem was that I didn't perceive that I was like ready or that I was at that place or that I was valuable enough to receive everything on my list. So when my husband and I met the first night, he told me that I'm the girl of his story, right? And that we have a huge responsibility to humanity. And when he said that, I was like, okay, either I am crazy or he's crazy, right? Because who I perceive myself to be is like, uh, yeah, no, this doesn't happen. You don't just meet somebody and then a couple hours later, he actually knows what he wants and his actions match his words and right, like, no. Um, and so in order to receive the love of my incredible husband of now 10 years coming up next month, right, I had to be willing to see, you know, I am not who I perceive myself to be. I'm actually more than who I perceive myself to be. And this is a really important concept because we have to understand there's filters. We're filtering ourselves, our own self-worth, how, how we come off, our appearance, right? Um, we, we're sending it through all of our filters. So that's our perception. Now, perception does not equal reality. Right. However, perception, like Nayoka said, uh, is equals projection. Right. And so, of course, if I perceive myself as someone smaller, right, then I project onto them like, no, you can't be serious. Right. Or like you're probably just a player or you're probably this is probably going to end. Right. So I project already out. This is not going to happen. And this is how a lot of women sabotage themselves. They're actually saying, you know what, I'm really holding on to who I perceive myself to be, right? Who I think I am, like my identity. And my identity does not match the reality that I'm experiencing right now. Like, no. Um, and so because it's too scary to say, then wait a minute. So if I'm more than who I perceive myself to be, oh my God, that's like terrifying, right? Because then it's like, wait, where else am I wrong? Where else am I much more then who I am and, 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 and all those things, right? So you start to ask yourself questions and you wonder, wait, so am I more powerful? Um, where else am I making up stories, right? Then can I trust my power once I understand how much power I have? And that's really scary because then, uh, uh, like what else? I mean, should I have the profession that I have? Should I live where I live? You know, what, what else? What else is possible? Where else am I playing small and not stepping into my full potential? So I get it, right? It's like really scary. But this is like one piece that drives guys wild because you're actually saying, okay, I'm here, right? But I'm allowing you to treat me like a queen, right? Um, Even though I'm not quite there to see myself as a queen, but I'm still like, okay, you know what? The reflection of what I'm getting from you is like so much better. And so I must be so much more, right? Because it's in a it's not in alignment with who I perceive myself to be, 
right? And then, of course, after a while, you grow your confidence, you grow your sense of self, and then you're able to actually accept that. This is, of course, a really good thing, right? Um, number six is God is conspiring on my behalf. Now, what can oftentimes happen when women come to me? And I ask them, look, I know your man is like not getting back to you. He's dangling the proverbial carrot in front of your nose. He's like, you've been together for one and a half years, but he just like doesn't want to move in or he's just not moving the relationship forward or he just doesn't want to give the relationship a label, you know. Um, And like, what do you think is the root cause of that kind of dynamic, right? And so then we oftentimes understand like, oh, you actually had a childhood where you had an emotionally unavailable parent, right? Who was not there, who came home from work and just watched TV and never gave you a hug, never acknowledged you, right? Or wait, you had a hot and cold mom, right? Where you didn't know where you're at. And so you didn't really feel like there's resources. There's actually like a well-meaning God and that that God is actually conspiring on your behalf, right? And because of that, you actually then develop walls and protection mechanisms and defense mechanisms, right? And then that, of course, sabotages relationships with men, right? Makes you actually become more of an, like a magnet to men who are unavailable, right? Because they're also unavailable. They're also having their protection mechanisms up. They also have their defense mechanisms up, right? So they're like, hi, here's my mirror image. Hello, right? So uh, you you kind of like match each other, but it's more on an unconscious level. So it can be really frustrating because you don't see that right away. However, what I'm noticing is that when you're able to shift, right? Because one, one thing my mentor says is like small hinges swing big doors, oopsie. Um, and so when you make a shift, right, like that God is actually conspiring on your behalf, then every situation you're experiencing, you're thinking about how is this a good thing? How is this a great thing? You know, there's this really great story where um, I think it was Tony Robbins and he did uh, he did like a research uh, study on like twins and and it was really interesting because one twin was in jail and the other twin was a multimillionaire or maybe even like whatever, an eight figure, nine figure, whatever. But he was like wealthy, happily married, happy family, all these things, right? So he went to jail and he first off interviewed the first twin. And he said, you know what, like, why do you think you're in jail? Like, why do you think you're, you've gotten on this path? And the guy said, well, with a dad like mine, right? Who was like mean, who was like abusive, who was, you know, not always like clean with the law. Like what else would you expect? Now, interestingly enough, he went then to the other twin, right? And in same question, right? It's like, why do you think you're a millionaire? You know, what do you have to think that though? You know, what do you think? You have this incredible family, right? You have your private yard, you know, you just live your dream life, right? You have kids, you're leaving an incredible legacy. What do you think you have to say thank you to? And he said, well, with a dad like mine, what else would you expect? Now, isn't that interesting? It's the same dad, right? It's the same situation. But one time the twin is saying, you know, well, I'm just a victim. And so this is it, right? Like I'm basically the fruit of my root, you know? Um, and the other twin is saying, 
oh, God is conspiring on my behalf, right? Like, you know, that must mean I'm designed to be the complete opposite, right? Like I'm designed to be like so successful and to make sure I never abuse my kids, you know, and to make sure I never abuse my wife and to have like the dream life and all of these things that are actually a healing experience. See, you see how this goes? So it's not about what happens to you, but what's your interpretation that you make from that? When you're in that kind of energy, right? It's so magnetic, right? And it drives a guy wild because he's like really thinking, wow, where is she taking all this optimism from? Why is she like out of the sudden saying, oh, well, things happen. You know, what's so great about that, right? And they're like, what? Like, you're not upset. You're not frustrated. You're not emasculating me, right? And we'll go more into that in point one. Okay, so hang on tight here. Number five is it's safe to get respect and be liked. Now, this is very, very, very interesting, right? Because when those incredibly successful women come to me, like oftentimes no problem getting respect, especially at work, very highly accomplished, right? But then getting no respect in dating, right? A man is just like ghosting on them, zombieing them, right? Like, you know, just doesn't think he needs to follow through, can just like, you know, tell like white lies, just disrespect them, not value them, right? Um, The woman, and the woman just keeps like texting him and just trying to make another thing work and another thing work. And so a woman who's actually like, where men are actually saying, wow, this is an incredible woman, right? It's like, it's safe to get respect and be liked, right? Like, I'm not losing, like, my friends. I'm not losing the rapport. I'm not losing the love. I'm not losing the trust. If, when I set boundaries, right? When I say, no, I'm not available tonight because I'm already hanging out with my friends, right? Or, you know, I'm not available tonight. I'm actually going to go to the gym by myself or I'm not available tonight. You know, I'm going to go to bed early and read a good book or whatever it is, right? I'm filling up different parts inside of me, like different archetypes inside of me, right? So she's actually saying it's safe to get respect and be liked, you know? So like it's a very nice tension, what I call between the bitch who gets the respect, right? But gets also always like a bad rap, you know what I mean? Um... And it's frustrating to those women. And then the doormat, right? So actually that part that wants to be liked is also getting a bad rap and is being like called the doormat. So you're holding this nice tension between those two energies, between those two archetypes. And then you meet in the middle, which is the queen. And men are going crazy over a woman who's actually truly authentically anchored in her queen, right? Like really aligned. And so it's safe to get respect and be like, put it on your refrigerator if you have to. Number four, it's safe to be me. It's safe to express myself. It's safe to be me, to be quirky, to be outspoken, to be bold, to be bright, to shine my light, all of these things. Now, quick story. When I grew up, my mom would always say, let's say when I would dance or sing, you know, and I would skip and I was, I was like way under 10, you know, I was even maybe eight, seven. And she's like, oh, aren't you like, don't, like, don't bother me, stör mich nicht, right? And so she'd be like really annoyed. And so I learned like, it's not safe to be me, right? Like I have to actually give my mom, who of course was a narcissist, a covert narcissist, um, like all the attention and, and she 
didn't get all the attention and she realized, wait a minute, there was more life inside of me, but there's more joy, more happiness, more light where did she then risk that I get all the attention, right? Like she had to, she had to crush that, you know? Um, and so oftentimes when, when you don't feel safe to be yourself, to express yourself in that sense, to shine your light, it's because you usually had a parent like that. Now, if you don't feel safe to be yourself, to express yourself, to speak up, to use your voice, to know that your voice matters, it's usually because there was aggression in your household. There was a high level of intimidation in your household, right? There was a lot of fire, anger, rage in your household. And so you basically had two choices. You could either say, I'm never going to be like that, right? I'm never going to be that rage monster. I'm never going to be that angry. Like I'm going to stay grounded in my human, you know what I mean? Like I'm going to stay like reasonable, right? Like I'm not going to just like freak out and lose it, right? How embarrassing is that? So you grow up really fast and become like very mental and less emotional, right? Or you actually become like extremely um, like the opposite where you actually go into anger and rage, but you make yourself wrong afterwards, right? I just talked to someone the other day and that was the story. It was like her actually like sabotaging things and getting into anger, getting into rage. Like, And we just had this also with someone else in the program, right? Um, and like kind of like going to the shame shield of like attack. And then when she did that, then the man reacted by withdrawing even more. And then she apologized. And it was just like not a pretty picture because it's so confusing. Um, and so in this particular case, the woman sabotaged it, unfortunately, right? With actually a guy who was like really amazing. But it's really because she had ingrained inside of herself that it's not safe to be her, right? And whatever you resist persists. So when you judge that anger, that rage inside of yourself, guess what? It's going to come out. It's going to come out. It's going to like come out sideways at moments where you don't want it to come out, right? So when men are extremely attracted to you, it's because like you actually feel safe to be yourself. You're safe to be vulnerable, emotional, right? Like sad, cry, angry, all of these things, right? It's safe to be me, right? And then they also say, you know, what's meant to be will come back to me, right? Because it's safe to be me. So that's the focus on yourself, which leads me to number three, which is receiving equals giving. Now, one thing that I talk a lot about in our trainings is that it's safe to receive. Now, quick story there. Uh, back in the day, when I was single, I attracted this one guy and he was just like, he, I mean, he really wanted to treat me like a queen. You know what I mean? I mean he found out my favorite flowers. He found out my favorite coach. He was already arranging dinner with her. Um, all of these things because he, he could pull some strings. He had some connections and all these things, right? But you know what's so interesting? And this, that's when it shifted for me if the, around the connection around receiving. Is that when he brought my favorite flowers, right? Like my favorite flowers, um, which were water lilies. Like all I wanted to do is like step on them, right? And I'm like, this is so weird. These are my favorite flowers, right? But all I'm thinking is when I received them, I couldn't receive them. Like I, like there was this part inside of me that I wanted to destroy them, you know, that I would just like to trample on them. And I'm like, 
like this is like so weird. This is like so bizarre. Like what what the heck, right? And I realized what I don't feel safe to receive because I don't know. Like my nervous system was so frozen from having an narcissistic mom that I couldn't trust, where strings were certainly attached when she was giving something to me, like emotionally unavailable dad, right? That um I didn't feel safe to receive. You know, and so I was like, let me become a giver. That's so much less vulnerable. Let me just give. Let me just be other focused, right? Let me just focus on making my mom happy, like everybody happy. You know what I mean? My my dad happy, my friends happy, everyone happy, of course, including men. Um, but what I didn't understand was actually that receiving equals giving. It even says in the Bible and the vice versa, right? It's like the more you give, the more you receive and vice versa. And so... um, but you have to say yes to the receiving. Uh, and that's a huge breakthrough to understand like, oh, it's actually a compliment to the giver when you receive, right? In that moment, you actually give appreciation when you receive. You're like, thank you so much. Like imagine you 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 felt about the most thoughtful gift, right? The favorite gift that you could ever think about of your friend. And then you give it to her. Maybe it took you some time to find it, to research it, to order it, to package it, all the things. You put so much energy and thought into it. Then you give it to your friend. Um, and then they're like, no, 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 I don't want, I don't want that. No, 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 Here we go, right? Like, what? No, you make me like happy when you take the police. You know what I mean? You're magnifying my joy, my happiness when you receive this. So it's the same, right? When somebody makes you a compliment to actually receive that. To actually say thank you and then <sighs> taking a deep breath. If you want to say something afterwards, just take a deep breath. Just take a deep breath, right? That's it. Um, so you avoid like saying something you don't want to say afterwards. So it's feel safe to receive, right? Safe to receive. That's so attractive to a man because he wants to give to you. He wants to make you happy, right? He wants to... Um, focus on you, invest into you. Number two is I have arrived. Now, I love the statement because it's really saying I'm secure in the here and now. But there's nothing outside of myself. There's nothing in the future. There's nowhere to get to. And when you have arrived, right? when you're like, I have arrived, like I am here, I have everything I need. Right, I am who I am. You know, I I have arrived. Like I love this day today. You know what I mean? And I, I love the connection we had. Right, I I'm so present with what we just. I have arrived. I'm not like I need to. I didn't need to rush somewhere else. I'm already here. I have arrived. Right, and that's so um, attractive because when you actually enhance the moment, the feminine is like enhancing the moment. Right. The feminine is expanding the moment. In that moment, you become more receptive. You become more of a vacuum. You become more magnetic, right? More available. And where a man wants to actually like give to you more, right? And he's like, wow, this is so cool. She has already arrived, right? She doesn't have to go somewhere else. She doesn't have to push all the time. Uh, she doesn't have to distract uh, from just being present right here, right now. Right? She doesn't have to be louder or dimming her light or all these things, right? She says, I'm here. I'm present. I have arrived, right? Versus like, okay, when are you going to propose to me? When are we moving in together? When are we doing that? So all those like artificial deadlines that come from a place of anxiety 
Like this sense of like, I have arrived. It's actually coming more from a secure attachment style. And that, of course, is really saying, I trust. You know, I trust myself. I trust you. I trust the world. And finally, number one is grace over resentment. So look, everyone is going to make mistakes, right? Your man is going to mess up. There is no doubt about it. You know what I mean? Uh, at the very minimum, he's going to mess up because he wants to see how you react. Unconsciously speaking, men, by the way, test women unconsciously and same with women, right? Uh, for the most part, unless they're a sociopath, a psychopath, right? Someone like that, manipulative, they test more purposefully, right? For the most part, they're actually testing unconsciously, right? Um, and so a man will mess up. And there will be an opportunity where you get the opportunity to emasculate him, where you could put him down, where you could call him an idiot, where you could call him like, I can't believe, like, uh, you know, what is happening? You know what I mean? Do you even have a brain, right? Um, Where you could really put him down. Like maybe he takes the wrong exit or maybe he bought the wrong thing from the grocery store. Maybe he booked the wrong time. (laughs) You know what I mean? for a flight, my husband did that um, last year in the fall, like missed it by one day, you know what I mean? Instead of booking tickets to leave out out of our, from our uh, spot, like back home on Monday, actually was on Tuesday. And so, you know, so there will be moments where you have an opportunity to practice grace, right? Um, instead of like resenting the man, making him wrong, right? And this is usually coming because you would have resentment because you would have observed resentment maybe in your childhood. Um, or you actually decided like you're resenting your dad, you know, the masculine figures because they weren't there for you, right? But when you're graceful, when you're like, you know what? Things happen, What's so great about this? Like what we talked about before, right? Where God, God is conspiring on my our behalf. Like, okay, uh, this is the wrong place. Why would we be? Why do you think uh, God would have you make that mistake? Like, should we fly somewhere else? Like, what is going on, right? And so, always being in this place of like expansion, possibility, opportunities, availability, right? Like that is going to go such a long way because the man will. F- really feel safe, that he can be all of himself with you, right? That he doesn't have to be Mr. Perfect every single time, that he has to walk on eggshells and he can't mess up, right? And he can't really open up his heart and he can't really share what really matters to him, but rather like, wow, this is this is a keeper, you know, this is a woman made out of gold who is actually has a heart who's made out of gold. That's the most important thing of all, Right. All right, so if you don't know exactly how to step into those particular mindsets and you want to learn more about how to do that so you can attract the right man in relationship to you fast, then hop on over to getlovequiz.com or simply click the link now in the description. And I'm so excited to see you in the next video. Take care. Bye-bye.